Hello and welcome to another episode of Authentically Uncensored. Claire, how are you today? I'm all right, thanks, my love. How are you? I'm all right. I see you were awake at half four this morning. Oh, Claire, you know how we discussed that um, I've, I've been having a sleeping problem and then we were saying about maybe me trying to get up whenever I wake? Yeah. So I did that today. I woke and I kind of lay in the bed for a few minutes looking at my phone and then I said no okay I'm just gonna get up yeah but now because like you know our job is sitting at a laptop <laughs> I'm not moving mm. and I'm kind of like oh I'm getting a bit tired <laughs> I could just close my eyes for a moment yeah no joke when you text there now my head was like rest against the seat I was just having a little bit of a Oh. I, well you could have had a you could have had a 20 minute power nap no because then when I heard the notification I was like right let's go <laughs> go let's do it <laughs> yeah oh it is hard like working nights I um feel your pain because I find like half four in the morning is the witching hour mm. it's just a, it's like it's a horrible hour to be awake um, and it's probably really difficult to find out what works best like do you get up and get on with it and then feel like shit later in the day or do you try and get back to sleep, but then feel groggy when you wake up? It's six of one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah. Now, when I got up, I actually felt like, OK, I'm ready to be up now. Mm. I think the hardest part is that it's really dark and it's piss and rain. It's like if it was in the summertime, oh, it's it horrible. Bright, you could head out for a walk. Like, yeah. But like I haven't like I wasn't going heading out for a walk in the piss and rain in the pitch dark. But I went to the gym. Not, well, at, half, not at half four. I didn't go to the gym at half four. But I went to the gym early enough and yeah, all is good anyway. Excellent. How was your breakfast this morning? My breakfast this morning was different to usual because I need to go to the shop. But okay. there was no choking episodes. So for those people listening, I had a near-death experience during the It week. actually sounded terrifying when you told me about it. It was. I was actually so scared. And I know that when you read it in a message, it sounds a bit funny and it sounds like a bit of a joke. But I was actually full on thought I was going to die. So what happened was I was eating my breakfast. It was like the last bite. I had a pit of bread. This is the same thing I eat every day. It's a pit of bread with the Malin's low fat sausages. I have two of them. I have two eggs and two bits of the turkey pudding. It is. It's probably my favorite meal of the day. <laughs> no joke. But it was like the last bite. And I think, you know, when you're breathing... You know, we breathe, mm. breathing and eating. That's that the thing that you time. have to do. Yeah. It's like as if a small bit of the sausage kind of went down my neck and then I started coughing. But between the coughing and the trying to breathe, a load more food went down my neck and it actually clogged my windpipe. Absolutely my windpipe. And then I was like, Ugh! and I was trying to cough and nothing was happening. And the more I was like, I kind of started to panic and I was doing that. Ugh! Couldn't catch my breath then. And I realized, holy fuck, like I'm actually fully clogged here. And then I kind of started to get a bit lightheaded and I was like, I need to get out of this house. I need to try and get home so that I'm actually just with a person. I was like, I can't yeah. die here on my own. But I didn't think, I, yeah, I, I didn't think, I don't know, did I think I was going to die? I was like, okay, well, if I don't do anything about this, I could potentially mm. fucking choke to death. But I felt I was starting to get a bit lightheaded and get a bit woozy. I was like, oh, instantly then. I was like, scary. yeah, I need to get out of this house. So I hadn't gone outside yet. So I unlocked my door, 
that was a faff because I pressed the handle down trying to get out and I was like, the fucking door is locked. (laughs) Unlock my door and I pegged it down home. Thankfully, I live so close to my parents. Yeah. As I was running, it must have been like the vibration of the running. The food started to move. This is what I'm guessing what happened. The food started to move in my esophagus. A small gap of air opened. So I started to be able to take tiny little breaths. But when I got into my mom's house, or into my parents' house. My mother was there in the front room. She was doing the Christmas decorations. I wasn't able to speak. No. I was pointing at her like, <laughs> fucking hell. And she, whatever she had in her hand, she fucked it in the air and she came over and she started whacking me on the back and then she tried to do the Heimlich maneuver. And then I just kind of, I could feel that, you know, the food was moving and I was starting to catch a bit of air and I just kind of fell to the chair and I kind of was like, <laughs> eventually oh, caught some my air. God. But I would, you know, that like real overwhelmed feeling. Mm. And I just, I just started bawling crying. And yeah, I, was I bet you like did. In a panic. And my mother was just kind of like looking at me and she was kind of rubbing my arm and she's like, I'll get you a drink. And I was just totally overwhelmed with everything that had just happened. And it was, yeah. it was a bit mad. That is absolutely fucking terrifying. Choking is one of the things that really scares me. And I always talk to Sean about it because he inhales his food. Um, So I always say to him like, I always have to remind him like be careful when you're eating and one of the one of the real problems with choking is that like when people choke in public we get taught this on our basic life support days but when people choke in public like in a restaurant they get embarrassed so they'll go to the toilet and then they're alone and then they don't and then you know like quite often they'll die because they're choking in a toilet on their own so if you ever like choke in public but you're not with someone that you know and obviously you can't speak. You're supposed to like bang on the tables really loudly, just make as much noise as you can. So people will know that like you need help. But I'm so glad that you ran to your mum and dad's. Yeah, my dad was like, you know, you could have whacked your back against the wall or something. I said, I was panicking, trying to breathe. I said, nothing yeah. else was going through my mind at that time. Yeah. It was my sole focus was try to breathe. And yeah. he was like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but... But yeah, apparently, if you try and cough, like that's supposed to help. But, you know, you just when you're in that moment and you're just fucking terrified. Yeah, but the co- I I was trying to cough. And Were it wasn't, it, and it oh, wasn't yeah, happening. It wasn't, yeah. Remember then I said that I had pains. I yeah. kind of had like pains, like from trying to cough. And anyway, I'm here to tell the tale. I'm so glad that you didn't die. I know, same. I text Emma and was telling Emma and she was like, were you thinking of me during your near death? I was like, for fuck's sake. I oh, she was thinking to... about me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It was, yeah, it was scary. My granny nearly choked once. It was a Christmas day. As so... this is a Christmas themed episode, or we're going to try and Christmas theme oh, it. Oh, I forgot to announce that. Welcome well, to our Christmas special. <laughs> we're less than a week away can you believe no mental but it was Christmas day and it was only a couple of years ago I got up to go to the kitchen I think to like refill the gravy boat or something or somebody wanted something so I went up to the kitchen and I was in the kitchen and then I walked back into the dining room and my granny was just silently choking and everyone was just sat looking at her and I was like what are you doing? And I ran over to her to like punch her in the back. And then she started coughing and coughed up this piece of, I think it was a bit of turkey. But honestly, like, 
I was like that everyone was just sat watching her I think when it's like it's scary and you just freeze and you don't know mm -hmm. what to do but just imagine if she had choked at the Christmas table and died on Christmas day fuck yeah that wouldn't have been nice that would have been traumatic but thankfully yeah. she's still here yeah it is a very scary thing like my mother minds kids and when when the kids you know when you hear when I hear kids like I'm like oh, quick <laughs> like, I just can't can't cope with seeing the kids like that at all. It it freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, but young children have got a really good gag reflex. I know, but it's still scary. Yeah, it is scary. Like if you watch a you know like a baby getting weaned for the first time onto solid food or whatever, and they're like retching and because they're sticking things so far down their throat, it is really scary. But you're luckily like your mum will be trained in all of that, so. Yeah. Yeah. So Thank I'm you. really glad that you ran to her and that you're still alive. <laughs> so do you want to tell people how you burst the Christmas bubble surprise? Oh, about. Yeah. Oh, so about what? You'll have to tell people who are listening. They'll be like, what, what, what? I know. Yeah. So. The Grinch. <laughs> <you> yesterday. <laughs> I had to uninvite Maureen to my house. Yeah. Very sad. So sad. So my my husband is it was him that burst the bubble to start. But anyway, Sean, really sweet, really thoughtful. Did he tell you the full story? Or did he just kind of say I had invited Maureen? He told me it was yesterday, wasn't it? That I yeah, that I spoke to you. He spoke um, to me yesterday, but this has been this has been going on for a few weeks. He was like so he was all really excited and like <laughs> doing this face at me he was like so I might have organized a surprise for you which he always does one thing you need to know about Sean is that if if he's bought you something or he's got a surprise for you he finds it very difficult to keep it to himself because he's excited I'm a bit like that myself <laughs> I am as well we're actually we're we're a terrible pair together but um he really thoughtful of him that he'd invited Maureen as a surprise to come and stay with us because I would indeed, in Maureen's words, shit my pants. I'd be so excited. It would be amazing and wonderful. However, because he's, and I am stereotyping now, but because he's a guy, he hadn't quite thought it through. No, he had. About, had he really? Though? He had, he had. But go on, you take, you continue and I'll bot in in a minute. <laughs> about the fact that our house is half renovated and our spare room that Maureen would be staying in has got bits of plaster missing off the wall. It has no bed. We literally got rid of the bed out of there about a month ago. It's covered in crap. I sent her a video of it yesterday because it is literally atrocious in there. There's mildew growing on one of the walls. So it would like, it would take a lot of work to get that guest ready. And I just was like, she cannot come and stay in this guest bedroom, when it's like this, I would be mortified. I would love for you to come and stay with us, but not with the guest room like that. It needs to be needs to be nicer than that for you, my friend. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Like when he came up with the idea first, like I was like, oh my God. I was like, number one, she's going to have a shit attack. Number two, I was like, oh, I'm so honoured to have been asked. <laughs> but he, he had said like, you know, that all oh, the, the room isn't, he was like, you know, it's a big, chaotic here we've got the dogs and Claire <laughs> oh yeah I'm the chaotic one yeah. <laughs> and 
he was saying, you know, that we have a guest room here, but it's in a it's in a it's in a hoop. Um, but he was going to sort it out. Maybe not the plaster. I don't know about that. He was like, I was going to tidy down. He was like, you know, she would be wondering, like, why are you sorting this room out? <laughs> yeah. And he was going to get a bed and he was going to have it sleepable. <laughs> so he had I... he had thought about that. Oh, you have I have to give him really credit bad. for that. Now. I, I am, I am. It was such a thoughtful idea and such a nice idea because I would love that. But it needs. I feel like it needs to be more than sleepable for you. <laughs> it needs to not have like the bits of plaster missing off the wall and the just the general grossness that it is. There's also no curtains in there. I know, but he there's he like a sheet hanging from the window. He it looks that. like a crack den. Yeah, well, sure, you are two crackets. He did <laughs> offer to put me. He did offer to put me up in a hotel, and I was like, "No, I'm not putting you out of pocket." So I did. Said, he? Yeah, like he had. He you have to give him credit now. He he planned it very well, and I was going to go over there, and he was going to say that he was going to have me waiting in a pub or something, and he's going to say you were going out to meet friends, and I'd be there. Woo! <laughs> I would literally lose my shit. <laughs> I'd scream in the middle of the pub. Yeah, but anyway, not to worry. We will do it though. We'll yeah. do it in the summer. I was laughing when you texted me because he had texted me yesterday morning. Oh no, sorry, I texted him because I I had to come back to him about dates. He was like, "When do you?" First, he asked me, "Do you think it was a good idea? Would I be up for it?" He came up with the idea at work, blah blah blah, and then I said, "Oh yeah, great idea. I'm on board. I'd have to let you know when I'd be able to go." So I said, "I'll have to come back to you," and I took a bit longer to come back because I had things to sort. And I texted him yesterday because I knew you were away at the weekend. So I was like, I'm not going to text him at the weekend when he's away with herself. <laughs> oh, I have to actually say something else in a minute that I, I'll probably forget. So you remind me. Okay. Uh, lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So I texted him yesterday morning and I said, I could come either this weekend or this weekend. Would that suit? Blah, blah, blah. He said, I think so. I'm just going to let me double check. And then a while later, not long later, but a while later, you were like, so my husband has told me <laughs> and I was like, for fuck's sake, Sean. <laughs> he's a nightmare. He cannot. It, it's sweet because he's just excited. And like it was a, it's such a nice idea, but yeah. he just hasn't thought the practicalities of it through. And if you know, Sean, if he was going to sort that room out, it would literally be the day before that you came. <laughs> What else were you going to say? Oh, yeah, he told me as well. He said that he calls me your wife because he was like, you speak to each other more than she speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, he does. Every day he comes home from work. He's like, how's your wife today? I'm like, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> when he said that to me first, like I started wet myself laughing. I obviously was excited. I wanted to tell you. I was like, I hear Sean calls you my wife. But then I was like, oh, but I can't because then she'd be like, how, how does she know that if you've been talking to Sean? So I had to keep it to myself. Oh, have you been bursting with that information? Yeah, so I did a better job of Sean at keeping things from you. <laughs> yeah, you certainly did. Sean is terrible. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Anyway, so have you got any Christmas things you want to bring up, seeing as this is supposed to be our Christmas special? Our Christmas episode. Not what? just a chin wag between me and you. We love a chin wag. <laughs> What's the best Christmas present you've ever been given? Oh, like these are questions now that I'm terrible at answering because my memory mm. is so bad. Um, the best Christmas present I've ever been given. Fuck, like. <laughs> What's I... the best Christmas present you've ever given to someone else? Um, 
I I think I think it it might be I gave my ex a coffee machine with a load of other stuff, but he really wanted the coffee machine. And was it a really good coffee machine? It was a Nespresso and he was obsessed nice. with Nespresso and wanted an espresso machine and got him one of them with a load of other shit. But I think that was the But what's the best present I've ever been given? Really don't know. That's bad, isn't it? No, I think it's hard to remember some like I I have one thing that sticks in my mind because I remember I was so excited about it. I was five, I think. And I really wanted, I was a weird kid, but I really wanted a, an old fashioned desk, you know, where you like lift the lid and it's got like an inkwell in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So mm. my dad, obviously I didn't know this at the time because I thought Santi brought it for me. <laughs> but my dad went to our primary school and asked if he could like buy a couple of old desks because they had those sort of desks. So he bought yeah, he so he bought me one of these desks and he he painted all the metalwork on it and all the metalwork on the chair blue because blue is my favorite color. And then he made me a proper quill out of a feather Stop. and like put a little ink pot in the inkwell. And I it was I was so excited and I loved that desk. I think it's still in my mum's attic, actually. So I must get it. But I think that's the best Christmas present I've ever been given. And now when I think back on it, it's even more special because like it was really thoughtful. It wasn't just like he just went and bought a new desk from somewhere or like he, you know, and it, pro it probably cost him like a tenner or something. It was probably really cheap, but it was thoughtful and I loved it. As you were speaking there, I, I just got a flashback of when I'd asked for a go-kart. Oh my um, gosh. So, yeah. So when we, so... The crack with, with Santi coming to me and my brother was he'd come to the sitting room. The presents weren't wrapped and left under the tree. They were left like... Where were they? Huh? Where were they? They were in the sitting room, but one side of the room was John's stuff, but they weren't wrapped. They were just left out. The mm. other side of the room was my stuff and it was the same sides all the time. And yeah. if there was something in the middle, that meant it was for the two of us. So like that's so cute. a PlayStation was in the middle one year and like that was like, that's for the two of you or whatever. But went into the sitting room, you know, Wah! no fucking go-kart. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? And didn't think to check anywhere else because Santa leaves presents in the sitting room. But the go-kart was in the kitchen. <laughs> oh. So I was disappointed when I went into the sitting room. But then... Went into the kitchen. I don't know, was there a note left or something to say that we couldn't fit it in the in the sitting room with all the other stuff or something? And then they had, that he had to leave it in the kitchen. Oh, he, I think he said he had to bring it in the back door. He couldn't get it out of the chimney. <laughs> couldn't get it down the chimney. <laughs> yeah. So it was left in the, it was left in the, in the kitchen. And actually another year I asked for, or did I ask for them? Or I, I got like a kid set of golf clubs. Mm. And then there was a note from Santi saying, you know, don't use these. I know you're going to want to be using these straight away, but don't use them in the winter. Wait until the summer. And I was like, oh, my God, this is from Santi. And like it was my uncle who had because oh. I didn't recognize the handwriting. I was like, oh, my God, that's yeah. so cute. Mm. I love that. What's the best Christmas present you've ever? Oh, you said the coffee machine. Yeah, but that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Like, I don't. I don't I don't really know. I don't know. I'm going to go with that one. But at the same time, I probably could have got family members 
something a lot better that I just can't remember right now. When Santi came to your house, did he leave, did he ever leave like footprints or anything? Or did he just, did you leave, would you leave out a mince pie and a drink for him? We'd leave out a biscuit, I think. And yeah, and um, carrots for the reindeer. <laughs> Love that. They'd be left at the back door or the carrots would be left at the back door. Yeah, and the biscuit and the milk would be left in the sitting room. Did the carrots get eaten? Yeah. Or like there'd be a bite taken out of them or one of them would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever used to do the shouting up the chimney crack? No. Oh, so we had to shout up the chimney and ask for a surprise. But one year I had asked for two Nokia 3210 phone covers. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my mother being like, why do you need two? You can only use one at a time. I was like, I just want two. I had seen two that I liked. And I was like, I want these two, blah, blah, blah. So we shouted up the chimney, asked for the two. And then I kind of felt a bit bad for asking for two. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I only need one. So I shouted up the chimney, Santi, I only need <laughs> on my own this time. I was on my own this time. And I shouted up the chimney, Santi, I only need one phone cover. I don't actually need the two. But then two chem. So as I got older, I realized, oh, sure. No wonder two chem because my mother didn't hear me returning the second one. <laughs> She wasn't there when I was shouting up the chimney. So funny. I love that. I do it in secret, yeah. I love that she actually got you too as well, even though she didn't think that you needed them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a pure pet. How old were you when you stopped believing in Santi? Oh, I would still believe only for I was ruined. I was in sixth class, so um, that's the year before I was going into secondary school. (laughs) What age would I have been then? 11-ish. Mm. And a guy in our class ruined it for the whole class. He said that he found a receipt for all his presents. What a bastard. Yeah. So I went home and I said, ma'am, Stephen said that he found Santi isn't real. He found a present or he found the receipts, blah, blah, blah. And she told me then that, yeah, if that's true. You know, Santi's not real, blah, blah, blah. But like she was going to have to tell me I was going into secondary school. <laughs> And then she was, she said to me, and I didn't know this. She only said this the other day. She said to me, you know, I know it's up, it's upsetting or whatever. Make sure you don't tell any younger kids now. And she said that I was yeah. like blubber and crying, being like, I will not tell anybody else. I will not want any other child to feel this <laughs> bad. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. I believed till I was in secondary school. So I, we, I don't know how it works in Ireland, but in the UK, like you, well, because I'm the youngest in my year because my birthday's right at the end of August. So you're probably the same, are you? Are your school mm. years September to? September to June or whatever. But I no, I started <clears throat> school when I was five, was it? Yeah. So no, I, I, was, I, start... always, I was always the correct age going into the year I was supposed to be going into. Yeah, I think I was as well, but I was just always the youngest in my year. And then there were like kids who were born on the 1st of September in my year who were like a whole year older than me. Oh, no, I would have been in the old, I would have been like the oldest. Oh, okay. So I was always the youngest in my year. So I started high school when I was 11. And for the first year of high school, I definitely still believed in Father Christmas and I had to like pretend at school that I didn't because everyone was like oh he's not real 
So I'd be like, uh, yeah, I know. And secretly I'd be like, oh, fucking know he's real. Yeah, it's all sad, isn't it? It's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. And I just wanted to, I wanted to believe the magic for so long. Mm. Do you believe in magic? What's your favorite part oh, of the Christmas dinner? Song. Did we talk about this before? No, I don't think we have. What's we talked part? about what we have for Christmas dinner, I think, last time. Oh, but were you my... saying something about beef, no? Yeah, Sean's mum, oh, yeah, they have yeah, a turkey, yeah. a ham and a beef. Yeah. My dad occasionally used to go rogue and do a beef wellington, which I always really loved. Mm. Which is like beef wrapped in pastry. Have you ever had it? I've never had it. No, I don't think we make that oh, one here. It oh, is probably delicious. probably do, but I don't. I have But I think probably my favourite part of the Christmas dinner is a roast potato and stuffing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love a good stuffing. I love a good stuffing. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good roast potato as well. I think it's just everything combined just goes so well together. Mm. What I, are your opinion on sprouts? I was just about to ask you. I do, <laughs> I do like them. Yeah, I like a sprout as well. I wouldn't be mad about eating them all year round, but there's something about having them at Christmas dinner. They're they're nice. Do you have them just plain or do you have them like with bacon and chestnuts and shit in them? Um, just plain. Mm. I do like I do like a sprout. I like them plain, but on Christmas day I like to bougie them up a bit with some bacon. Yeah, see, I won't be bougie in so... anything. It's my mother that does the dinner. <laughs> Yeah, well, she... I've got to cook Christmas fucking dinner this year. Yeah, shit for you. I don't think I'll... Same with the decorations. I'm like, I never want to have any part in that because my mother does such a good job. I, I I, don't, yeah. Don't want to ruin it. No. Let Helen take the reins. Yeah, she does. She does a fantastic job. Now, I always did the starter and the dessert. That was always my job. What do you make for dessert? Sherry trifle. Oh, I love a trifle, me. Do you put the fruit, the tinned fruit in it, though? Well, I've never made one. I oh. just eat the one that my granny makes. But does she put the tinned fruit in it? I don't know. You fucking ate it. <laughs> no, but I don't know if the fruit's tinned or not. No, but does, it does there be fucking fruit. So there's fruit in it. Yeah, there's fruit in it, yeah. Oh, yeah, see, so we never put the fruit into the base part. We just have, like, the sponge and the jelly. Oh, I think she puts the sponge, soaks it in the sherry, then puts fruit on and then the jelly. Ah, stop. Come here. So it's like different layers like that. Well, that's what a trifle is. It's a layered dessert. No, no, no. We do. I'll tell you how we do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all backwards because it's Irish. <laughs> no, well, this is just in my house. I've seen other houses do it fucking terribly. As well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while the, the jelly, before the jelly is set... I break yeah. up the sponge mm. and let it soak into the jelly and let it set into the jelly. So there's not a sponge base on your trifle? No. You absolute heathen. Stop it now. It's the jelly and the sponge base mixed together. And then there's what's oh, then there's custard and then there's cream. Absolutely no. Stop it now. I feel like you've got to have the sponge base because just the sponge on its own no well it's not on its own is it because it's like it's been soaked in alcohol or sit like syrup or something and then the jelly like sits on top so it's like a you know like a cheesecake's got a base to it you don't just mix the biscuits in with the cheesecake do you 
Yeah, I just don't know. So you said maybe you'll have to then... make me a trifle and I'll test it and see how good it is. Yeah, that can be arranged. Have you ever dieted over Christmas? Um, no. Not at all, like not even around Christmas. I would have been like, you know, trying to be mindful, but that's just kind of normal. Mm. But I wouldn't have been actually trying to diet ever at Christmas. No, I'm like, oh, full (laughs) hot. Like, fuck this. It's Christmas. Yeah, I would have probably been fucked it. Fuck it. It's Christmas um, every year. Only up until recently. I still do a bit of fuck it. It's Christmas. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend that I'm just a fucking perfect princess who doesn't. I definitely still do a bit of that, but not to the extent that I would have done before. Yeah. But no, I would have never intentionally tried to restrict myself over Christmas to diet. No, Mm. I have dieted over Christmas. I think it was it was 2020 because I was doing so well and I was really in the flow and I was happy to do it. I absolutely didn't diet like on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. I didn't like even think about counting calories or tracking food or trying to hit my protein target or anything like that but I have dieted like around Christmas but flexibly like sensibly so no. you mean like in the lead up to Christmas as in right up to Christmas day you would have been like tracking calories yeah dieting and then what boxing day or the day after backtracking again yeah I think Christmas day and maybe boxing day I didn't bother tracking, but then after that, I got back to it because I was in such a good like flow with it. It felt good. I didn't feel over restricted. I wanted to do it. I didn't feel pressure from any external sources to be doing it. So it, yeah, it felt like the right thing for me to do at the time. But I've, but I only did it that year. Like I'm not doing it this year, or I didn't do it last year. I'm definitely you track your calories all the time. I dip in and out of it. Oh yeah, okay. So it de- it depends. Do you? No, I don't. I don't track at all now. Um, but I probably did track before up until Christmas, and di- wouldn't have tracked like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stevens's Day. But I wasn't really trying to diet as such. I was just maybe mm-hmm. trying to to keep an eye or not do the dog not do the dog yeah what does that mean like not go all out blow the fucking arse oh out. right yeah <laughs> so you've never heard of that saying no oh yeah it's like did you do the dog yeah it was fucking ruined it all together like did you do I the dog on that. the drink did you do yeah i'm gonna do the dog i'm gonna do the dog this christmas yeah yeah i definitely dip in and out of tracking calories like i I I think it will always be a tool that I use, but it's not something that I will like do forever for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, that's kind of where I'm at now. Like I've done it for a long time. Mm. I'm kind of like, it doesn't really serve me now at the minute. Yeah. Um. So I don't, I don't do it. I think it's important to recognize that because I dieted, I I tracked calories religiously probably for about 18 months that's a long time to diet. And then after that, I didn't for a good year or more probably. And I definitely needed like that break and separation. Yeah. And now, and now I feel like I'm able to dip in and out of it when I need it. 
Yeah, like it's definitely a useful tool and I do recommend um, that people give it a go, especially people who have done like Slimming World and stuff like that, who that they don't actually have any education around mm. calories or the content of calories and food. You know, they're thinking of sins and stuff like that. Like it can be yeah. really enlightening. Sorry, I just have to point out that it's 11-11. And it is. I never notice these things. And Maureen always notices that it's 11-11. So much so, she's got it tattooed. Mm -hmm. Where is it? On my wrist. On her wrist. So I see it there. 11-11. Uh, yeah. Is it like the angel sign or something? Yeah, it's meant to be like a sign that you're on the right path. I never, ever notice shit like that. So maybe I'm not on the right path. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just always on the wrong one. Yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> Absolutely fucked. Yeah. Do you ever, like, what's your training like over Christmas? Um, I'm not very strict nine about it now, to be honest. I'm probably a bit laid back, but that's probably because I'm so consistent all year round. Mm. Like that I'm I'm always very active. I I don't stress about it. I I definitely I'm like if I feel like going, I will go. But I'm not yeah. like I have to go to the gym. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be like, "Oh, I have to train now?" No, absolutely not. Not at all. But I quite like training over Christmas, particularly like the last year or two when I haven't been when I've been out of kind of tracking calories and probably more relaxed around what I'm eating not because I'm I think that I need to go to the gym to like burn the calories or anything but actually because I enjoy the movement and it makes me feel less sluggish mm -hmm. so I quite like training over Christmas and I'm really lucky because my gym is a 24-hour gym oh. so I did actually once go to the gym on Christmas day because I woke up really early in the morning and then just like couldn't sleep. So I was like, well, I might as well just go to the gym. So I did once go on Christmas day, but I'm like, I absolutely wouldn't plan to usually. Yeah. See, I, the gym for me is just like a normal part of my life that I don't really mm. have to think about it. Like I, I wouldn't really mm. pay much attention to that. Like I'll go like, especially over Christmas, like I go if I want to go. But I, all, at the same time, I'm happy not to go as well. And I'm I'm OK. And have just, a bit of a break. Yeah, I'm happy enough to just lounge on the couch. Like I don't I wouldn't be giving out to myself for being like, oh, you haven't done any activity like. um, I definitely would, you know, still get out for a walk and, and stuff like that. But I think for the gym is just something I'd, I never really have to overthink. It's kind of like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go if I want. And if I don't, I won't. But I'm yeah. really consistent with going all year round anyway. Um, yeah, so it's not. And like I the gym I go to as well, it's my football club one. So I can go on Christmas Day if I choose to. It'd can be, you? That's great. Yeah. So like it's a I can get in whenever as well. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not planning anything for this Christmas. It's kind of like if I feel like I want to go. I will. Then you will. How um, did you get into lifting weights? I don't think um, we've ever had this conversation before. No, we haven't. I got into it. Well, I was always into sport. You know that, yeah? Yeah, I know that. So I was always into sport, but I got into lifting weights. Um, A guy opened a gym here and he specifically started doing strength training for women. Nice. And a few of my friends were, or a couple of my friends were like, will we go to this? 
And we said, yeah, we'd go and give it a go. And I went and I was quite strong. And like people were saying to me, Jesus, you're very strong. And I started to really enjoy it. And I was hooked ever since. Yeah. That was like 10 years ago. Really? So you've been lifting weights for a long time. A long time, yeah. You're an old lady in your training age. I am. Yeah. Yeah, that was about 10 years ago. It's mad. (laughs) It is mad, isn't it? I wish I had discovered weightlifting way sooner than I did. I would. you're only relatively new to it. Um, I've been doing it since I was about 30. So about four years, not nine years. <laughs> you thought I was 39. I was winding you off. Rude. <laughs> is that a wrinkle I see? No, it's my Botox is wearing <laughs> yeah. off. Quick, call my, call my aesthetic practitioner. Um, yeah, I was, I, I was about 30 when I started lifting weights and I just immediately like fell in love with it. I was like, oh, I don't have to kill myself on a treadmill or like to do beneficial exercise or to do other stuff that I hated. Like I was never sporty at school. Um, Yeah, but I just didn't think we got told a lot at school that I remember our PE teacher, if it, if it was raining outside, we would all get sent into the sports hall. And like in, we had like a gym bit and she'd be like, right, girls, you go on the cardio machines, boys, you go to the weights. It was very, she was really old and very old fashioned. Mm. And there was a big, you know, there was no encouragement to like, girls, you can lift weights as well. But back then there wasn't, it wasn't really a thing. Well, no, it probably wasn't so much. No. I remember once she stopped me and my friend Jack from playing squash together as well because she said that he might hurt me. Stop it. Yeah, I was fuming. Fuming. That reminds what? that fuming. Who does that remind me of? That guy from TikTok. James. Do you, do you see that guy, James, who does um, the cooking videos or no? No. And he'd be like, oh, dinner. No. <laughs> no I'm gonna have to look him up now he literally starts his videos like that and he's like dinner and he'll take a bite of every little piece that he has and he eats it with his hand and then he'll say don't talk to me I am fuming fuming no I've never seen it but I must look it up but can (laughs) we just for a moment talk about cookie Cookie. no candy candy I'm starting to think she must be put, like putting it on. I know. Some of it is so ridiculous. So for people listening who don't know what we're talking about, there's a girl on TikTok called Candy Cooks. And Maureen sent one of her videos to me the other day. I had actually seen her before, but never done too much of a deep dive. Anyway, I went down this rabbit hole. And I think it's got to be satire because... She was literally making a pizza on her bed. Yeah, no. And this page that she has, this is like a second page. She had a different page before and there was way more stuff. Like, I mean, insane. People would be telling her like, you're you're going to get salmonella or food poisoning because she'd be cooking like (laughs) uh, raw meat. She takes mince straight out of the freezer and puts it into the air fryer, like in the the (laughs) pangle. Or like a cooked chicken. There was another one before about a cooked chicken and she was just seasoning it with a load of different seasonings that like they they just don't go together (laughs) 
and she was like rubbing it with her hand, rubbing it all in together. And then she picked up something and ate it. Oh, it's just absolutely crazy. It is chaotic, isn't it? Yeah. But I feel like if you look at her surroundings and where she's actually filming, it like it doesn't look particularly clean. So that's why I'm like, is is this real? Because it's so hard to know. It's so hard to know. Did, but did if... you notice her wallpaper? No. She has Mickey Mouse wallpaper up in the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> no, in, she doesn't. In the living room, yeah. Mickey and Minnie Mouse, like, wallpapered all over the room. Oh, so I don't it, know. It's, it's so hard to know, but some, some of them are... Yeah, the, the older page that she had was, like, I mean, couldn't couldn't believe it on the topic of TikTok I just saw a TikTok there this morning of Jamie Lang and his wife yeah and you know he sometimes reads out stories that I don't know where they do they get sent in or something or whatever Mm. and I don't want to butcher this now if I can remember it but this guy and his sister he was she was going out on they must have been staying in the same room for something okay the sister went out on the Friday night yeah and then the brother was going out on the Saturday night but right. Then the brother went out and came home and realized, oh, the sister went out on the Saturday night as well. And absolutely bananas drunk. He woke up in the middle of the night and he said, I'm fucking parched. You know, when you're dying with the drink and you're parched with the thirst. Yeah. So he reached over to grab the sister's bottle of water, took a big gulp of it anyway, and then realized through the smell and the taste that this isn't water. It was her vomit. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Her vomit from the night before, I think, where she got sick into a fucking bottle and he had drank it. That is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, vile. I thought it was going to be her piss. I did still- too when I heard it first. But then when he said it was her vomit, I was like, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would still be gross if it was wee, but like vomit, I think would be way worse. I wonder if it was chunky. Oh, Claire, stop it. Like a vegetable soup. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. That is absolutely fucking septic. So gross, isn't it? Oh, not a fan. Not a I fan. do I do love a rank story like that though. Do you remember the one about the girl who used her mum's dildo? Where did I see that before? I think I sent it to you. It was on help I sexted my boss. And this girl had been house-sitting for her parents. I remember. Oh. And why the fuck she looked under the, her parents' bed, but she did. <laughs> and she found this box. So she was like, oh, well, I wonder what's in this box. <clears throat> Opened it. Her mum's only got a big old dildo in there. Then it, it just gets so much worse. Like you think it can't get worse, and then it gets worse. She decides to use the dildo. And said that it was the best orgasm she'd ever had. So she used it for like three days in a row. And then after she'd been using it for like three days, this is where it gets even worse, decides to look at where it's from because she's going to order it herself. And it's only a fucking cloner dick of her dad. Oh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I was trying to remember the story and I oh like you think it can't get any worse and then it just gets worse and worse. I feel like 
I just don't know what like oh why would you my. why would you ever why would you ever oh my god that is <laughs> that's disgusting it's actually gross isn't it Lorna dick <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so funny. I know, absolutely. absolutely. Like you'd be traumatized. Yeah. But uh, yeah. No, I just can't I just can't get my head around it. Absolutely not. Any more fitness content? No, I think I'm stunned. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I'm stunned. Because when you said it first, I was like, this is ringing a bell. But no, couldn't couldn't fully recall. You blocked then, it out of your mind. Yeah. Then I was kind of recalling, but like I wasn't expecting that big bang there at the end, even though I have heard the story. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, why would you ever even go there? Why would you look under your parents' bed in the first place? But if you found something, why would you say, oh, I'll use that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what? No. Not a fan. Um, I think you've I think you've given me the ick now and I'm not sure I'm able to continue this conversation. <laughs> she needs to go and have a lie down and recover. Oh God. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll wrap it up here. Yes, we will, because honest to God, that has taken the talk off. <laughs> it's not easy to do that, but I actually feel a bit sick to my stomach. <laughs> oh God. You can always count on me to lower the tone. Yeah, fuck's sake, Claire. Stars. I don't even have a drink here beside me. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> if you made it this far, well done. If you like hearing about clone a dick. <laughs> and other fitness related content. Yeah, do share the podcast. And if you have any weird stories like that that you want to send in and we can discuss on the podcast or read out, that can be quite entertaining. Please do let us know. You yeah, can we'd love that. Yeah, send it to us on our Instagram. I was going to say my name, but like my name is going to be changing soon. But anyway, at Maureen MJ Coaching or send it to Claire. At coached underscore by underscore Claire. I'll link both of our things in the show notes anyway. So even when you change your name, it'll it'll change. Yeah. It'll change. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much. Happy Christmas. Thanks. Happy Christmas. Love bye. you. Bye.